Did you know that there have been over 100 video games based on the Star Wars franchise since the first games released in 1979? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 162. My name is Gareth Bryan, I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Long time, no speak. I know. It's been a couple of years. Isn't back. It? Yeah, it's a base. Not quite as much as you, but I'm getting in. <laughs> Very good. Straight away in. Um, on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, glad to be on the left as well. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm very good. And on my virtual opposite is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello, I'm good. The the good thing about being on the virtual opposite is I know which position I'm in. Because yeah. I'm the last one to be introduced. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, good. Gentlemen, what have we been doing this week? James, what have you been doing for the last couple of years? Since you've been on? Well, it's been very exciting. I've been watching lots of musicals and westerns. Oh. But there's a reason why. Um, my nan has been here quite often because she's had an operation recently. So I've had the delight of entertaining her with Elvis Presley films. Um, Mamma Mia, Sound of Music. It's been fantastic. Wow. As you can tell, it's, it's a delight to watch it. <laughs> Brilliant films. Have you been singing along? Uh, no, I put my headphones in <laughs> and watch Netflix and laptop. <laughs> um, which, which leads me to my next quick point is that you should all watch The Glory on Netflix. It's a. Um, a brilliant revenge thriller about this girl who's bullied at school and she spends the rest of her life planning the demise of the bullies as mm. she takes them down one by one. Um, and it's really clever in the way she does it. It's Korean, mm. so it might not be for everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a very entertaining 16-episode thriller. Ooh. Which I'd recommend. Okay, the glory. 16. Yeah. Wow. wow. That seems a lot nowadays. Yeah, an hour. That's a long, a long watch, but it goes by pretty quickly. Wow, there you go. The glory and uh, musicals. Mm-hmm. I wonder what James will be watching <laughs> next week. Okay, good. Uh, Darren, what about you? What's your week been like? Um, so before the glory, um, my was the opposite of the musicals. We went to see Evil Dead Rise um, the other night, um, and it was really good, really good. So they rebooted Evil Dead a few years ago, and it had mixed reviews because it was quite straight edged. This one is still a horror, but the Deadites have still got their trademark kind of bantery sense of humour as well. And I think it's Alicia Sutherland the lead she's brilliant she absolutely owns the role um and it was really really enjoyable i won't spoil it but it kind of leads you into thinking it's going to be one thing and then it turns it on its head um and it was going to go to hbo max originally i think and after positive test screenings it made it to cinemas and it's doing really well so 
we really enjoyed that. Oh. And then um, saw the parents for the first time since Christmas. They came up, so we just went for a walk in the rain, then went the pub instead. Um, so, um, yeah, not a bad week, really. Oh, good. Um, who's the lead, you said? What's she been in before? That's a good question. I have no idea. Okay. Um, but I, where, after we went to see it, I had a look at her Twitter, and she posted quite a few... Um, like behind the scenes makeup shots and stuff and she, yeah she looks she's brilliant like if you're even a fan of old evil dead or new evil dead go and watch it because it's a proper proper evil dead film good okay uh, richard how about you what's your what's your week been like well since paul's not here i think it's my turn to have a bit of a rant about work oh, so yeah. um <laughs> yeah obviously three years ago covid happened and everyone was told to work from home blah 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 uh we'd done we'd kept the business going so i guess we'd done a good job all of us working from home and then a few weeks ago we got the email coming through um all back in the office five days a week no questions asked um which started this monday and it's been rubbish it's been absolutely awful it's like there was the flexibility beforehand the offices were open you had uh, manager's discretion whether you wanted to go back in or not and now that that seems to have been taken away for whatever reason. We're not fully sure on the reasons why, and I don't think we ever will know. Um, and it's five days in the office as work-life balance is, is shot to shit. Um, and really not enjoying it. And everyone else in the team that I work for and the, the team adjacent to us are all kicking up a real stink about it. But it's falling on deaf ears, unfortunately. <laughs> So oh, wow. to combat to combat that, I watched the Power Rangers special at the weekend, Ooh. trying to cheer myself up, <laughs> and it was rubbish. Oh, <laughs> what do I say, Richard? Never go back. Never go back. Again, you, right. you had a lovely memory of those Power Rangers from when you were a kid. It's it's been cursed. Um, yeah, it's 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 a shame. Yeah, it is, man. I think I think that directive for work is coming from above. I think they're trying to get everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's from the very top. Yeah. Um, and he's a he's a stubborn old man, but he won't he won't change his ways. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Because a lot of the time, as well, I'm not saying your jobs like this, but a lot of jobs as well is people just spend fifty percent of their job trying to look busy or look at something else to do i'm not saying i'm not no, saying no, no. I, I think sometimes <laughs> what, what are you saying? Yeah, i think sometimes <laughs> people at work they can manage their time when they're at home and do the things in a much more effective way i think oh, it's yeah, right, i think it's cool. i think it's i think it's more useful put it this way i've not watched an episode of holmes under the hammer all this week and i'm getting withdrawal <laughs> symptoms oh no okay I need a bit of d on dublin looking at a two-bed semi-detached and derby oh it's got it's got to be open plan open plan oh <laughs> as long as you check the uh, rental pack then that's the name <laughs> or the legal pack i should say that's, that's his phrase isn't it? <laughs> um Good. Well, what have I done this year? Oh, I watched a movie last night. I watched Tetris on the movie on Apple. Um, movie starring um, the actor, I can't remember who is it. Taron Egerton. That's it, yeah. Kingsman. That's it, yeah. Is it good? It's, it's fun. It, it, what's okay. so nice about it? For gamers, it's really quite nice. So it tells a story of um, this person who run a, a company, um, a games publishing company, had a game 
called Go or something, and then he went to the basically the first like EG, where EGX is now, where it was, um, and he's there. And there's this person was selling Tetris, and he bought the rights for Japan. But at the same time, the the rights were sort of sold from the um, the Soviet Union at the time, whether it was made by this one program, and it mm. was sold. Um, to this one sort of dodgy camera and to the Mirror Soft, which was the Daily Mirror by Robert Maxwell at the time in the 80s, and his son, who, who had a publishing company called Mirror Soft, who did loads of stuff actually up to about 2000. And um, it's basically about it's basically about these rights and him spending all his money to try to get the rights, which he gets, he basically gets to get, he persuades Nintendo um, that he'd still publish it, but it'd be under their brand, and then the Game Boy comes in. And he's trying to get the handheld rights so they can put Tetris on the game plate, which we know was their biggest seller. So, and the idea of the same, you know, that Tetris was one of those games that got the adult market for the first time. You know, he mm. says in the, he says in the uh, thing, you know, you'll probably get you'll sell five million of these to kids, but you'll probably sell forty million of these with adults with this game. So it's about that story. But and what they do, they do a nice thing with the little cutscenes. They do sort of like eight bit drawings that then morph into the real world where they are so that's really referencing games a lot and you know in that world but it is a sort of like at the end of the day it's a it's a story about contracts right and and <laughs> and they and they sort of like have this massive kind of like you know epic sort of story of going to moscow and then the fbi <laughs> and which i don't necessarily think a lot of that's true you know i think yeah. that's a lot of mm. so it does sometimes feel like a film a very kind of almost like an eighties film, you know, like a blockbuster eighties film, how they would do it. So sometimes it can get a little bit cheesy, but actually, it's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. It's, it's enjoyable fun. Nothing more. I like to see a documentary about what happened there. Yeah, but but it's enjoyable. Everyone's really good. So yeah, anyway, there okay, you go. Yeah, just give it a go. Just do something else at the same time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Um, right, we are going to go to games we've been playing. We've got a very uh, a special game that um, someone here has been playing. Let me give you a clue. Dun, dun. Oh, I was giving a song then, but pinball. Yeah, it could be pinball. Um, it, it's we're not giving any clues because actually I've, we've got a title of this podcast, you know already, and also I've done a. A thing about Star Wars. It's Star Wars. Rich is going to talk about Star Wars. Um, he's talking about the what's the game called, Rich? I've forgotten already. <laughs> something, something Jedi. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with this. <laughs> uh, it's Star Wars Jedi: Colon Survivor. Ah, great. Yes. So you've been playing it. How long are you? How long have you been playing it for? Uh, when I did the podcast last week, I played the first bit, Ooh. so I had to keep very quiet about it. Mm. But I had. I didn't want to wanted to talk to you guys about it, but I can do now. Yeah. Um, my reviews on the website, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Um, if you played Fallen Order, it's very similar to that. Um, just any gripes that people had with Fallen Order, such as the inability to fast travel, the the uh, the map, the level design being a bit too. Um, well, the meditation points being a bit too far apart from each other in, the, in terms of the level design and there being a lack of any real other content. Uh, all those have been answered in uh, Survivor um, to make it a much more well-rounded game. 
uh, it follows on from Fallen Survivor. Uh, it's a few set a few years after uh, Cal Kestis is now a Jedi Knight, and he um, he's sort of not fought, necessarily fallen out with his crew members from the last one, but they've all sort of gone their own separate ways. Um, so he teams up with these uh, almost uh, like bounty hunters, but the good the good guy bounty hunters. Um, one of them's called Bird, who sort of then tags along with with Cal afterwards, um, and then they they crash they crash their their ship, or they they get off on one planet and then they they realise their ship is incapable of properly landing, so they have to crash land on this planet called Kerbo, which is where Grease is, who was the pilot on the the Mantis, and then he helps rebuild the ship. But this Kobo then serves as like um, your hub area in in Survivor. So you'll be returning to this place. He's he's built a bar there, returning to this place. Um, and there's lots of things to do in there now, as opposed to Fallen Order, where you had I think it was ten um, seeds that you had to collect. Oh, that's and right. That was yeah. the that was the only real form of collectible um, or meaningful collectible that wasn't cosmetic stuff for for Cal. But there's absolutely tons of it now. So you'd be returning to this this hub area um and then it, it very much follows the same pattern as fallen order so it's a souls like or souls light as people are now referring to it mm. um because it's it takes the whole basic framework there of going through these areas getting to these meditation points having limited health and limited uh, uh stims to to regenerate health uh and then every time you go on a meditation point all these enemies respawn Oh god! But yeah. <laughs> so, so that was my problem before because I said this before on the podcast. It didn't make any. It doesn't make any sense. It it made sense with Dark Souls. It was in the story. Do you not? Do I do know. not. Yeah. I and know it, what and you for mean. this, this is my this is my problem with the first one. It's like if a stormtrooper is doing exactly the same sort of thing in the same pattern when they've respawned. It's like, I don't understand this. I, it, it takes me out of the story. It takes me out of the world. It, it goes, oh, this is a game, which is fine. So it's, yeah, that's my, sorry, I've interrupted it. I thought that's my No, no, I, I, I do get it, but I think I think my counter-argument would be, well, it's a, it's a sci-fi shooter set on distant planets. <laughs> <laughs> Where, at what point do you suspend belief? <laughs> yeah, but then... The, yeah. You can say anything, then, can't you? You can say, well, they could have trousers as heads. I mean, well, I'll, I'll go with that. There you go. Yeah. There's a there's there's a there's a character in it that's very reminiscent <laughs> of a frog. Oh, good. I thought you were going to say got trousers on his head. I thought, oh my god. <laughs> no, who who seems to be like the butt of all the jokes in this in this bar? He's, he's quite a good character, actually. But yeah, it's very, it's a lot more of the same. But they've added uh, they've added fast travel in now. The map is a lot more is a lot easier to understand. Um, it's very. It keeps that Metroidvania style where you will return into the same places, but you can now access new areas with new abilities. Mm. Um, Cal, Cal as a as a as a Jedi Knight now feels a lot stronger as well. Um, I remember the first game; it was I sort of went into every battle a bit with a bit of trepidation, but on this, I just it's like all out offensive, and it seems to work. Um, it just feels a lot more badass, basically, as a as a Jedi. Has, have you? Sorry, Richard. Can I ask questions? All right. Yes. Um, has he got? You know, in the last one, he was sort of like you were gaining your skills. 
you're almost starting kind of like on basic skills and you're getting yeah, yeah. Do you start off quite high? Do you keep your skills almost from the first game? Yeah, so I'm, I made a real point of this in, in the review as well. It doesn't fall into that sequel pit that, that a lot do where you start off with a level one scrub again. Mm. You retain a lot of those abilities and then you gain even more as well. Um, they're not they're not as exciting necessarily as what you, you had already. Um, but there are a few new skills that you get. Uh, BD1 even gets in on the action with a few uh, skills as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it builds upon the, the first one and just improves every every criticism that the people had with that and Rex uh, for a much better game. It's um, getting some high scores, including yourself. Um, is... Can I ask another question? Yes. Does it look good? It does. Uh, the, the opening cutscene, I think, is purely in there just to say, look, look how pretty our game is. Um, <laughs> and I think that that goes somewhere to explaining why it's 140 gigabytes of, of space, internal yeah. space as well, because it's Xbox Series X only. Um, but we have in the news section something to discuss about that so i won't go into that too into it's, ha- it's how much yet. 144 gig yeah, yeah something crazy like that wow better start deleting okay good good that sounds good so i'm going to trade in resident evil 4 on friday and get that that's your recommendation i still haven't played resident evil 4 so i can't say whether to do that or <laughs> no but i've finished it i'm not trading in because i've done right. it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Go good. Right ahead, then. good thank you Great. Any questions from James or Darren on this? Um, I have one. Um, well, I suppose I can't really answer this without spoiling it, but there was rumours they were going to do a trilogy a bit like God of War and then they've made the second one longer and more substantial than the first one. Do you think there'll be a third game? So I don't want to go into too much detail. There was the, I got, the review guide says at a specific point you're not supposed to discuss anything else. Right, okay. But there is there is a couple of moments where I'm like, oh, that would be a really good ending point if they were going for this trilogy. Mm. And I think I think the, the plan is still to go for a trilogy. I have no idea where it's going to go though. But there was a, there was a few moments where I was like, oh my god, is this the end? Right. And then it kept yeah. and then it kept going. And I was and I, I wasn't say I was disappointed because obviously got to play more of it. But mm. it, I would kind of think that would be a brilliant ending point. Oh, interesting. James, you got anything to add to this? I'm a bit out of the root from the Star Wars <laughs> um, universe. Yeah. But if, if someone who's. It's a very popular film. Used to like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if someone used to like Star Wars, yeah. are there any good cameos in there? Any characters? You can't, you can't say. Yes. But I can't yeah, yeah. say who. And in the last one, um, yeah. there was Saw, Saw Guerrero. He popped up briefly. Yeah, from Rogue One. Oh. And uh, Darth Vader was a was a boss in the first oh. one. Well, that was good. That boss. Yeah. Uh, I know oh. Darth Vader. Yeah, good. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame Paul's not here because I know the one question he would be asking, and uh, I want to say yeah. Oh, okay. So whatever Paul's question was, oh. um, yeah. Interesting. I, I thought um, when you introduced it as Star Wars Jedi colon Survivor, I had to. <laughs> the urge to interject in the spirit of Paul, <laughs> to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've just I've just seen it written Star Wars 
with the colon, and then Jedi Survivor, and then Star Wars Jedi, and then the colon, and then Survivor. So it's, it's all over the shop in terms of <laughs> where your colon is. Right. Um, I just want to say as well, just quick before we um, looks like Richard, Darren, and James has joined uh, Paul's club of the review games, the the AAA club. We call them. Oh, yeah. 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 no, 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 no. I, when when Neil asked me about it, I said I think there's someone better placed, and that was before that was before you even put your name down for it, Gary. No, I honestly, I, I think you you're the best person for this because you did the first one as well. And also, I just get, I get in, yeah, I thought it was Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're much better place for this. Um, and you're good, it's a very good review, so read it on the site. Um, now, who is next? It's good, so that's our Star Wars. Looking forward to that, it's coming out on Friday. Um, read the review, and let's go to Darren next. Darren, what have you got, Ooh. your first game? Uh, so I played the Crash Team Rumble beta, the closed beta, over the weekend. It was it ran from Friday to Monday, and I think that um, people who have pre-ordered the game got access to it, and then um, I managed to get a code through. I think O2 were giving out codes, um, so we, um, I rather, uh, jumped on, and it was interesting because people have been comparing it, saying, "Oh, it's going to be Crash Bash remade, like Crash Team Racing was," but it actually feels quite different. Whereas Crash Bash was more of a Mario Party kind of competitor with lots of mini games. This has got a bit more meat on the bones, um, good and bad uh, elements. Um, so the game in the beta was, um, it was basically like a, you grab Wumpa fruit and have to take it back to base and bank it and the first to collect so much fruit wins. Um, and it's 4v4, There's, there was a few battlefields to play and a few characters you could play as and unlock. Um, and you can use items um, to um, stop your competitors from scoring um, or if you take out the health bar they'll lose all the fruit and have to start again you can also collect the relics from the games and they give you access to special powers and all the characters have got classes so um, Crash is a scorer so he his main ability is to collect the fruit and then take it back to base you've got the uh, dingo dial I think from Crash Bandicoot 2, I can't remember if he's in 1, um, and he is a, a blocker, so he will basically try to stop people. He can collect fruit as well, but his main role is to stop people, and he's got a little vacuum cleaner thing that he can take fruit from other players. So it's quite good, um, quite fast, um, quite um, chaotic, but uh, firstly, there's a season pass, um, which immediately rang alarm bells in my head. Um, and looking at the tiers of game that are going to be released on June 20th, there is a premium season pass or battle pass. So I don't know how much is going to be locked behind that and how much is going to be available for everyone. And it is launching at 24.99, which is a bit of a red flag as well, because there's a lot of free-to-play games that play, you could argue, as well, without the Crash Bandicoot kind of skin behind it, and they, uh, there was only one mode to show off and a few different um, arenas and characters. So they promised more modes, more characters, etc. But um, it remains to be seen if there's going to be enough to satisfy that price tag. So I've put a few thoughts together and it should be on the site today, um, if not very soon. But um, yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic, but it didn't show off 
a lot compared to the price tag. Sounds awful. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying this now. It's good for yeah. 24.99. Jeez. Free, free, if it was freemium, if it was yeah. free to download and then you could buy extra stuff. Yeah, like a battle pass. Be a bit, yeah. yeah, it'd be a bit less risky. Makes but at the sense. moment, I might be wrong, it might, it might release with loads of content, but at the moment, it does feel a little bit meagre for the price. Yeah. But it's near base. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, good. James, what have you got? Well, I'm, I'm glad after follow Star Wars. <laughs> uh, You're following Crafty Rumble Beta. There's a lot more. <laughs> I'm not sure how to. So, I've been playing Kingdom Rush Frontiers. Hmm. Now, this is a game that came out a decade ago <laughs> on mobiles. Right. So, I was a little bit apprehensive, thinking this is really awful. Um, it's a tower defense game. And actually, it it stands the test of time pretty well. It's well, if you know what a tower defense game is, you have these towers, and you have to defend a route, um, and that that's the game really. Oh. Any questions? <laughs> are you yeah, um, are you reviewing this? I reviewed it. Oh, are you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So basically, there's four different towers. Yeah. You your magic, your artillery. Uh, barracks and oh, I tell you, I don't know the fourth one. After that, <laughs> it's in the review. If anyone wants to read it, it's probably quicker. Um, <laughs> Do we call the fourth one? I don't know. Catering. Arches. Arches, good. Not catering. There we go. Yeah, good. Um, <laughs> fine, fine line between arches and catering. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's fifteen levels, and there are different map layouts. And it slowly introduces you to different upgrades to the towers. And um, I think there's four upgrades per tower. And by the end, you've got assassins in the barracks or knights. And the artillery turns into like a massive robot. So it really does get quite interesting. And there's a lot going on. Um, and the enemies are quite varied. It's difficult, though. I mean, even on the casual difficulty, I struggled quite a bit. Mm. It, you may have to think about the enemies, what their weaknesses are, and spending the money wisely. You don't get much money to burn the towers. Um, and then you've got heroes you can put on the battlefield to help. So there's quite a lot going on. I don't, um, think I, I don't think I could play a game like that anymore. I don't think I've got the patience for that game. It's really addictive, though. Is it? I mean, on the, on the console... The controls are very oversensitive. Uh, so yeah, if yeah. you do pick it up, you should play it by um, Xbox Play anywhere. So you can play it on your PC. Yeah, okay. Um, mm. Yeah, it's under a tenner. I give it a four out of five. Mm. But it's, it's a four and a half on PC, I'd say. Okay. Um, and yeah, read the review for more information, accurate information. Um, it's on the site now. Great, we'll do that. Yeah, for a few weeks. Good, good. Um, right, I'm going to talk about um, a game I've been playing for a while called Bramble the Mountain King, and it's uh, coming out tomorrow or today if you'll you'll be listening to this. Bramble the Mountain King is um, it's based on Nordic 
um, fairy tales. So it has a that kind of feeling like this. And you play a young boy whose sister goes out into the middle of the night to explore, and you follow her. And as you follow her, you go into this sort of magical fairy world, and she gets um, kidnapped by a, a kind of troll who kidnaps her and takes her away. And then you're you're basically trying to find her on this kind of journey. But at the same time, all these kind of strange, kind of like Nord, um, Nordic kind of fairy tales get into it, woven into this. Um, it plays a bit like Inside. Um, and, and sort of limbo in that sense, you know, it's a bit, a bit more inside than limbo, and it's you're kind of going along different perspectives. Um, you is platforming. There's kind of battles, a lot boss battles. Um, um, there's certain sections when you have to sort of mix ingredients to get a magical spell. So it's all these different kind of elements to it. Um, I really like it. I, re- I think it's great. I think it's really, really good. I, I, it's interesting today. The reviews have come out today, and I'm, I'm a little bit behind on the on the game because I got stuck, and the developers didn't get back to me because <laughs> it was not out yet. And so, and I didn't want to review it until they said the patch is coming, and the patch hasn't come yet. But I'm, I think most of the reviews aren't that high, and it deserves a bit higher. It's really imaginative. The sound is amazing. Some kind of songs in there. Um, the, it looks beautiful. Looks just stunning. You know, it really looks really special. Um, but the boss battles can get a bit tricky, and every now and again, there's a little kind of glitchy thing. I just had a glitch when I had to kind of just reload the whole thing because it wasn't recognising a command, like a B button to go back. Um, so just little bits like that, I think, that maybe have you know scuppered some of the reviews so hopefully i'm going to just give it a bit more time um but the weirdest thing about it is first of all you think when you're on this journey you think oh this is great because it's like a family game and there's one little section first of all there's all these little gnomes that come out and they they want to play a game and they all run off and hide and you have to basically find their gnome it's like where's wally you know and it really was quite like <laughs> for ages going oh this is quite good you know you're trying to find them and the thing and then about an hour later, you're stabbing a giant through the eye and you keep doing it until you've run out of energy to stop. So you're like, oh, I don't know where this is aimed. <laughs> definitely, yeah, you definitely got, and it does get so dark. Um, so you're, and it, you know, in a sense, that's what fairy tales can be like, but mm. don't get your 10-year-old to play this. They'd be quite disturbed. So I don't know where it's marketed. I don't know where, it's tricky that one. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Um, and that's how now. Good. Bramble, the Mountain King. Um, let's go back. What time have we got? Oh, we've got, we've got, we haven't got much time, you know. Doing well here. But let's do one more each, shall we? I might not do one. Let's yeah, no, do, okay, no. no, it's good. Um, <laughs> let's, do, let's do Richard. What's your next one? Your next one to play. Uh, well, as you know, I was waiting for the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster to come through. It arrived on my doorstep on Monday. Oh. Um, not good. Uh, but anyway, I've started playing the first Final Fantasy. I'm only I've only played it for a little bit. Obviously, been busy with other things. Um, but yeah, it's. I do remember this one. I was too young when it first came out, but I have played it in the years since. Uh, it's very grindy. Uh, the, not much of the the series staples in there. There's no chocobos. There's no job system or anything. It's just. Uh, I mean, at the time, it would have been a very good RPG, but now it's it does show its age. But mm. the uh, the pixel remaster, the the 
the rearranged soundtrack is excellent. Oh, so you can good. have the choice between the, the original 8-bit uh, soundtrack or the, a rearranged one. And, and the rearranged ones, I've had to listen to a couple of them now, and they all sound excellent. Um, so, yeah. And they've added a new font in, <laughs> which seems like such a trivial issue. But when these launched on uh, Steam and mobile, they had a very modern font and it didn't look right at all. But they have added uh, a pixel art font in. It's not still not the original one by any means, but it does fit in more with the 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 UI of of the others. So yeah, been been playing through that a little bit. Oh, good. Okay, Final Fantasy One. Wow. I don't think I've ever played this, though. I think I only started on 7, like everyone else. Um, yeah, I think... Am I right in saying, Richard, you'll you'll know that the original Final Fantasy was called Final Fantasy because Square Software facing bankruptcy and it was like their final roll of the dice and then it did really yes. well. And yeah, yeah, that's, more games. Oh, wow. that's why it's called that. Uh, it was like their last roll of the dice. Um, and now it's the 16th Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that story. And I think was the first two or three were Japan only until they were released over here a bit later. I think. So if, I am, if I'm right, this one was. Final was Fantasy it? was released in the West. Uh, right. Final Fantasy VI, though, is called Final Fantasy III originally in North America. That's right, uh, yeah. Because they missed a few out, and I'm not sure exactly how it works. But some of those released in America, but not all of them released in Europe. Mm. But obviously, they all released in Japan. It's very confusing. But I now it's been getting, fixed. Yeah, I remember getting hold of some on DS. I think some of them came over here for the first time. Must yes, be yeah. 20 years ago now. Three and four on the DS, the, th- the, the remakes. But they're very yes. good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed them a lot. Sorry, tangent. No, it's good. It's good. Final Fantasy fans here. Um, good. Um, Darren, what have you got? What's your second one? Um, so I reviewed Two Point Campus last year, um, which was the f- kind of sequel, if you like, to Two Point Hospital, which was the spiritual remake of Theme Hospital from many years ago on PC. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of DLC packs. So one of the reviews is live for Space Academy. And the second one I'm playing is School Spirits, which is like a spooky one released in March, though. And it's very Halloween-y. So. Um, but yeah, really, really good. It's kind of more of the same, really. So new classes that you can subscribe to students to, new campuses that you can run, um, all dressed in the lovely kind of animated world of, of, of Two Point. Um and in the second DLC, the, the school spirits, there's a change, a little bit of change in the game, the way it works. So in the normal levels, you buy plots to expand your campus. But in this one, you have to defeat ghosts in order to cleanse the plot to then build on it. So you have to meet certain criteria and then your students, if they've got a high enough intelligence level or training in that subject, they'll be able to defeat the ghost. So it's it works similar in the end, but it's a different way of structuring it. So I've really enjoyed going back into it. And I think they're only about seven or eight quid. I think the School Spirits one's about six quid. So if you enjoy Two Point Campus, definitely pick them up because they're really good fun. Oh, brilliant. I've still got to play that game. I've got it on my list. I opened it up one day and then I went, oh, I can't be bothered. Too complicated. <laughs> uh, um, good. Let's go, James. What's your next one? Your your last one. Yeah, uh, it is Pinball FX Crypt of the Necrodancer Pinball. Thank you, James. Um, um, so let's go on. 
<laughs> Tell us about this. <laughs> I'm interested in hearing about this one, Jess. Well, if anyone played Crypto Necro Dancer, it was a, a roguelike rhythm game. Like, was it 2015? It's a while ago, anyway. And Zen Studios had decided to make a pinball game out of that concept. It's a popular franchise. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why, but it, it actually works quite well. Um, so, it's got a great soundtrack, which you don't often get with a pinball game. And you get more points by hitting the lanes to the beat of the music, which is quite cool. And instead of having, like, three balls, you've got three hearts. And you lose the hearts when you lose your combo. So you get a few more chances at like getting high scores. Um and they brought a lot of the bosses mm. from the original game into it to do a mini games against. And it is I think it's definitely geared up more towards those that have played it. Or four of them. Yeah. Um well it's fun. And it's like I said, music is Good enough just to chill and play a few a few games on it. Um, but it helps to know what's going on if you know the game. Mm. Um, but it, like I say, there's a lot going on. Plenty of variety in the like, missions, uh, like hitting golems and, and skeletons and stuff like that. It's good fun. Okay, but good. It one. Are you reviewing this game or is it something you picked up? I've reviewed it. Oh, okay. So that's on the site as well. Yeah, and it's more in depth than my. <laughs> well, I've just told you. <laughs> Good. Well, look at that. Surprisingly. Good. Um, I'm going to really briefly just chat because after my rule, I've played I've lots of review games, but I'm just going to briefly say after my whole rule of the never go back, I went back and played Uncharted 4 again because I've got the PS5 version on my deal. And I thought, I'm going to give this a go again. I really enjoyed it last time. And I enjoyed it even more. I think that franchise, it'd be great if that franchise comes back. It's not going to come back because they finished it. But it's really, they're great games. Mm-hmm. And even the fourth one, playing a game, it was kind of a bit under par from the others. You know, review-wise and people. But actually, it's, it's very good. And it looks brilliant on the PS5. If you want to have a quick look at it on the PS5, do it. It's great. Um... That's it, gentlemen. That's our games. But there's been some news this week. I don't know why I'm saying news like that. Um, <laughs> it's um, the big ones that just happened today, which is um, the UK regulator has blocked Microsoft's acquisition of Activision. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. And I think the I've had a sort of look at it, and, I, and you, you gentlemen probably read much better than me. But I think it's basically on the, on the lines they think the cloud gaming bit of it is will will mean it won't be competitive enough, and it only benefit a few people. And basically, they think the Game Pass um, subscription will go up in price in the UK. Is it, can you can someone else explain it better than me? Who knows it, Richard? Uh, so, from what I've understood about this, because I believe that up until this got rid blocks everyone was expecting it to go through because of the things, the steps that Microsoft had put in. So the fact mm. that it got blocked today, it did come as a bit of a shock. Um, 
I was even looking at the share price of, of Activision Blizzard at one point, and I was like, mm, it might go up today. Um, but yeah, it's nothing to do necessarily with the the games that, that Microsoft would then be owning. It is to do with the cloud, because I, I believe Microsoft have such a good cloud offering already, um, and they're let's be honest, they're streets ahead of, of Nintendo and PlayStation and cloud gaming is going to be the future. Mm. It's not quite there yet, but it's definitely going to be uh, better in in future. Um, so that's why they've blocked it, because I think it's to do with Microsoft already having an advantage and doing this acquisition would give them an even bigger advantage over the direct competitors. So... I'll come to you, Darren and James, in a minute. But so the, so the scenario for this at the moment is the acquisition still get through, but in the UK we wouldn't get Call of Duty and Diablo on Game Pass. That's the possibility. I don't think, the but the acquisition yeah, as a whole can still go through. It's just yeah, the UK because it needs yeah. it needs uh, the American, the EU, and the UK. Those three signed off for it to go through. Um, Microsoft have said they're going to appeal this one, hmm. um, but I think I think the UK were, were one of the ones that were quite vocal about it last time as well, yeah. and they've not seen enough to sort of swear them otherwise. Let's let's just blame it on Brexit. That's what I say. Okay, good, <laughs> like it. Um, James, what do you think about this? What's your what's your thoughts? I've only got one word, and that's just idiots. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think the people that blocked it, it doesn't really make sense the reason that they're given. I don't understand. I mean, Microsoft did quite a lot of work in the build-up to, like, do deals with people that are in the cloud industry, and they were on board with it, like NVIDIA and, um, is it Ubitus? So people that are already in the cloud gaming sector. You know, they'd already made peace with the fact that if Microsoft get this deal through, it won't harm them really. So I don't know where you get the idea from the um the competition and markets authority. I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. I'm gonna put this to Darren. Right. Mm-hmm. If the acquisition goes through and the Microsoft bite um Activision and all the Call of Duties and all the things are all free. And then now they go, What is Game Pass Ultimate at the moment? It's like 16 quid a month or 14 quid a month, is it? Or 10 10.99. Is it? Um, and then they decided to put it up to 18 quid a month, which they can do. And there's probably a price rise coming up soon anyway, but because of all these extra goodies, is, is what I'm saying to you, Darren, is that worth it? All this stuff. Well, not if it's mandatory, because I don't cloud game. Um, I don't need to, and I don't see me making use of that function anytime soon. So if there was a, a plan where you could have like like a basic and a premium or whatever, then that's fine, and that's an option, um, as long as they don't force people into it, like you know Ubisoft trying to charge £18, whatever it was, for a much smaller library of games than Xbox Game Pass has got. <clears throat> I think we're sailing dangerously close to political winds here. <laughs> but I do think it's um I do think it's interesting that they've talked about 
the 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 growth of the cloud gaming market now i might be being ignorant but i don't see any other big players in that market apart from microsoft at the moment so are they a victim of their own innovation and success in that area because you could argue that it's not just cloud gaming by that logic of them having dominance they could have dominance in regular console gaming if the merger was to go through with activision so i personally don't think for the reasons they've given it's the right decision um mm-hmm. it's interesting that obviously it's not going to end there because um activision and microsoft are very much aligned on it want the deal to be done so they're going to be putting in an appeal so it's not good news for microsoft and it's not the case closed but it is going to kick it into the long grass i think it's going to be quite a lengthy process yeah well maybe they make a film about it it's because it's another film about contracts <laughs> they might do contract yeah. law. Contract law. Yeah. I think they need to have it wrapped up by July, though. Otherwise, they're going to have to. I think Microsoft or Activision Blizzard three billion just for wasting the oh. time. Right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Fine. Um, let's just move on to another little thing. Um, there's sort of like conflicting reports about Xbox and Microsoft. I think Microsoft um, has done a report saying gaming revenues down by four percent. And there's been a little bit of a struggle between Series X and S sales. Um, but then I saw something conflicting against us today saying, oh, it's all gone up. They're fine. It's all double that. So you don't know. Again, it's sales things, isn't it? Um, what do we think about this? Do you think there is a... I mean, we're in a financial crisis at the moment, aren't we? Really? Yeah. So it's... Everyone's just poorer. Yeah. So you're so not going to go. Yeah, you're not going to go and buy a Series X or an S if now they're available, are you? It's not going to be. I I I, I think as well. You're not buying a Series X and Series S at the moment because you there is a sense still there isn't any gains for them that are not on the Xbox One. Is that fair? I think as well as as well Microsoft and I mean I know that you're saying that the the sales and numbers of consoles have gone down but microsoft haven't positioned themselves that way for quite a long time it it goes back to the the cloud gaming thing they want subscribers to to game pass at the moment i think i think you can play game pass on samsung tv so the the, it's out there now Mm. um we just i prefer just having something under my tv that's that's one of the main reasons why i've got a console but a lot of people are, are already looking elsewhere um there's the the game pass app on phones and everything and as long as you've got a controller i don't even think it needs to be microsoft propriety controller so you've got a controller you can play xbox on on phones on on certain tvs now so consoles not selling as much as they want i don't think it's a big issue for them anymore okay yeah okay darren james you agree with that um i i do i think they they have changed the model to a degree in terms of what they're going well, you, um, they've been questioned back. about their workings out and is game pass really gonna sorry i lost you for a second oh, oh you're back all oh, right sorry sorry um there's been questions around the working for a while in terms of does Game Pass generate enough revenue that's going to cover the loss in selling um, standard units in the traditional way of people going to shops and buying them. Um, so there is that side of things. And also, 
there is a lot of noise, whether you agree with it or not, around the lack of first party titles. And Phil Spencer has kind of acknowledged that. So whether you think there's plenty of games, there's not enough games, there is a narrative out there that still Xbox doesn't have enough first party games. Potentially why this Activision deal is so important for it to go through a bit like Bethesda. So it is it is a complex picture. I think we need more time to see if it's going to be any sort of long-term damaging effect to them. But with, a Microsoft, with Microsoft behind them, the company as huge as it is, I'm sure they can weather out the storm and, and kind of find revenue from, from different places. If it's not consoles, then it'll be Game Pass, Cloud, whatever it is. Good. James, you agreeing with this? Yes. Good. Thank you, James. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I think the, the game thing is kind of interesting at this moment because I think, you know, Star Wars Jedi Survivor is, you said Richard's only, is Xbox Series SX only, isn't it? Yes. And that's the first third party game. That, not that it's not the first one, but it's a, it's a really big game, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's massive, it's everywhere, it's advertised everywhere, it's on the thing. And that's the big thing of going, actually, we need a, we need a, we, if you want to play this, you need your, now gen console and then from next week we've got redfall on the big first one of bethesda's thing so yeah maybe it's maybe all that will change when things is you know going all the way to summer and then into starfield world um good star wars Jedi survivor let's talk about Star Wars Jedi. let's talk about this um download business what's the deal with this what's how much is it 140 what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Is it 144? I think uh, it's a 140. Um, but rather than shipping it on two Blu-ray discs, which could hold, I think they're uh, about 80 to 100 gigab- gigabytes each of data that they can hold. So you would need two discs. They've only shipped it on one disc, and you need this download to be able to play the game, right. which is defeating the objective physical media yeah then if neil was here neil would say physical media is dead and it's all about downloads and he'd be wrong and he'd be wrong well we've had we had this debate a couple of years ago when they released the microsoft all digital edition remember that of course you don't because it was rubbish (laughs) um so richard alluded to it earlier you know you want in the same way with it works with software as does with hardware i i still want a console to the telly I still, although I don't buy physical as much as I used to, there's certain things that I would like to have physical copies of. And I think that, you know, I miss the days when you can just put a disc in a drive and play it. Like, even with the one terabyte hard drive on the Series X, you still can't get an expansion without having to go down the official route and pay hundreds of pounds or or whatever it is. Mm. So... You know, there is an issue of storage. It's always a problem. The technology is is always lagging behind the needs um, in terms of storage of the players and the games that are coming out as we jump from generation to generation. Why EA decided to have it part physical, part download, though, is a complete mystery to me. Either make it digital only, if you're brave enough, or put it on two discs. Back mm-hmm. in the day when Resident Evil 4 first came out on the tiny GameCube discs, it had two because they couldn't fit it on the first one. So... Yeah, I I don't really I don't really understand what they've done with it. I think it's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, James, it's it's hard, isn't it? Because you're always I mean, you keep stuff. It's always having to delete and 
And that's going to get worse, isn't it? Yeah, the game sizes are going to be the reef, aren't they? Mm. Every new title is bigger and bigger. And the storage in the actual console isn't nearly enough to have, what, two or three top games, mm. let alone a selection of games ready to go and play whenever. Um, which is where if you had discs, you put a disc in, and there's no download, so where you go. Mm. It doesn't matter about storage. It should be. Um, but yeah, I I like physical. I think it's good to have something that you can own and something that's always yours. Mm. Because with digital, it's a bit risky. Um, you know, any point you can just say, well, you're not getting access to that anymore. <laughs> and you can't do much about it, really. Yeah, um, but you could do it with this now. And it was similar to the, the Spyro Reignited. Yeah, now the hybrid. So all they need to do is say, right, we're not going. We're going to turn off the service for that, or you're not going to be able to download it anymore. And then yeah. you miss. You cannot play this game anymore. That's it. it gets delisted. Yeah. And yeah. The, you know, f- physical copies aren't the same as they used to be in the way that you can't put the disc in and just play. You still got to install it on the console. Mm. That takes time as well. Mm. I mean, they've done that for a while. Well, yeah, yeah, and a lot I'm, of the time that. Dinosaur, I'm talking about back in the noughties <laughs> when I could pop a disc in the GameCube away from playing. Mm. Yeah, a lot of the time that's not installing it from the disc anymore. It's, it's literally just downloading yeah. it from the internet and yeah. your your disc is, is your key, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I had um one of my uh, FMV games, you know, was on 30 gig. One of those, wow. which were normally always about eight or something. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's madness. Especially when like Red Force Starfield going to be. Oh well, uh, yeah. Cool it? <laughs> <laughs> it should it should ship with one of the uh, external SSDs that you plug in. Yeah, because it's going to yeah. need it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, let's just crazy. do one last quickie before we um, finish up. Um, talk. What's going on with this? Um, um, Square Enix game that people I don't understand this. That is it got the worst rated game on Steam? What is it? Who's it? Richard, you know about this. I, I submit this because Darren put on about the, the AI and then it reminded me of this story this week. So the the game, the Portopia Serial Murder Case is apparently a really old Square Enix game that was like a forerunner for visual novels, point and click and uh, uh, choose your own adventures. So they've 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 remade it, but they've put in well they've they've sort of put an AI engine into it so that you're rather than being able to work out through limited because limit, you type in so you've only got limited commands on the original version. They've they've put this AI engine in so that you're allowed to ask much more open questions and get responses. But then what they did was they basically took that AI engine out because it was throwing up uh, risque answers but then they've still launched the game and now it's getting <laughs> it's the worst reviewed Square Enix game on Steam it, but I don't know why they've still they've still left it on there Is it still there? I thought they were taking it off or Yeah, maybe, no, they've, taken, they've taken the AI engine out yeah, but not and left the game, the game on there That's mad So oh. you, you're basically playing this game that now doesn't understand any commands pretty much <laughs> It's gone backwards Unbelievable. Oh, great. Oh, They're great. having a great time, Square Enix, with know. these little experiments, aren't yeah, they? No. Just continually shooting themselves in the foot. It's <laughs> if I wasn't so in love with the company, it would be hilarious to watch. Yeah. Mm. Good. Um, gentlemen, thank you very much. Um when we can have a more, we'll have a deeper discussion about AI next time. 
when you're all on. Um, what are we looking forward to next week? Uh, Darren, what are you looking forward to? Um, we've got um, a couple of friends coming over in a couple of days, so just looking forward to catching up with them. Otherwise, um, it's pretty much just work, really. Okay. Wow. Richard, anything better for you? Uh, it's my first wedding anniversary oh. at the weekend, so we're going to Chester, and then we're going to pop into Wales and visit Wrexham and buy ourselves a couple of Wrexham football shirts. <laughs> oh. Because we are now official Wrexham fans. Did, did, did you watch it? On the, I watched yeah, the game. Once. I've it was watched amazing. the last few. Yeah, yeah so good. It was good, isn't it? Yeah. And um, what's your first wedding? Is it paper? It is. So okay. I've, I've I've used I've used the card and said right. Well, I've got your card. And I'm using that as a present as well. Unbelievable. Brilliant. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. <laughs> um, James, what about you? Any any money saving tips? Like Richard? <laughs> uh, yeah. Turn the heating off, turn the lights off. <laughs> Good. What are you looking forward to next week? More musicals? Probably. Probably Man Me a King. <laughs> Uh, seven by seven brothers. Anything with John Wayne? <laughs> Great, good. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> good, good for that. Um, I'm looking forward to Redfall. It's weird, Redfall. Is that coming out next week on the second of May? No one's really talking about it. Have you noticed? Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I did. Yeah, I did as well. Yeah, not. Yeah, it's good though. Is it? No hype. It could be better than it. Yeah, expected yeah. then. It's only in thirty frames per second though. Yeah. Oh no, forget it then. <laughs> Where is it? Wrong gig. Fuck it, down. But it's a bit weird. I don't know when the review's out for it. We haven't got a copy yet, have we? So yeah, it's. Uh, we might have it. Yeah, we might. Oh, have. Paul might have it. Yeah, Paul might have it four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he financed it to completion. Uh, he likes it that much. <laughs> um, right, gentlemen. Now, if we need to find you, where can we get hold of you, Richard? Where can we get hold of you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is at double nineteen twelve. Um, Darren, what about you? I'm on Twitter, and my handle is at twenty seven Darren. And James, what about you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and my tag is at okuko. Good, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at GB Briley. But for now, gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 